Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Forwardell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? I, you know, I need you to, I'm giving you two options. Either admit that you think I'm lying, Chris, or mm-hmm. support me. Those are the, the only two options. Lying. It, well, how dare you? How dare, how dare you accuse me of lying about something so serious? That would be, finding that would you. be insensitive. Consider yourself fined. Well, I appreciate I appreciate the fine. I, I'm holding I'll, your pay in escrow, as you should, as you should, because I'm willing. I'm willfully not fulfilling my contract. I should be fined hundreds of thousands of dollars that my contract is willingly paying me, or is willing uh, tra- to pay me. Obviously, you're talking about the Ben Simmons situation. It's an ugly one. Uh, was funny, Ben. Uh, a lot of people caught Ben at St. Joe's playing a little basketball the other day. How does it just keep getting uglier? That's my thing. Oh, uh, two words, Rich Paul. Like, what is going on? What what tactic do we think that this is doing? Like, how do we think that this is helping? Helping and hurting, Chris. Helping or hurting. That is the biggest question going on in this entire situation. And it always seems like it's hurting. I support exactly what the 76ers are doing for the record. 100%. This is a horrible precedent to set. I imagine the NBA for maybe the first time ever also secretly is thrilled with what the 76ers are doing because here's the reality is Ben Simmons signed a major con- contract extension with this team and now he's got four years and $170 million left on his contract. You don't just get to say, I don't want to play there anymore. That's not how the game works. Well, uh, not in the real world. It's not how it works in this, in this made up world that we're creating. Uh, it certainly seems like that's no. what they're trying to think works. Oh, it should. Well, that's certainly what they're trying to do, but we've never seen this before. We've never seen a guy with four years left on his deal try and get out. No, it just, it's not going to happen. We're just going to fine you. And that's what they should do. I would support them finding him for the next four years. That's, if that's how they want to play this. I absolutely, unequivocally agree. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be firmer in the stance of fine him in perpetuity. Don't yep. let, don't allow don't allow this to get in any other way other than find him. He either plays or you're not getting paid. Like that's just not like we we can't just. I, I understand that like you know the league became like a players league where they have all the control in a lot of these yeah. situations, and we've seen it in the past where guys do this and they eventually get their way and and yada, yada, yada. But like never with four years, man. No. And it's preposterous. It's preposterous. And it's because of what, because of post game comments, because the fan base overreacted irrationally, potentially to the way you performed in the playoffs. I am sorry. I know Philadelphia gets a very bad rap. I know they do for, for situations and especially something like this. There is zero doubt in my mind that they try to get blamed, that, that they will be forever blamed for doing, for screwing this up. Mm. But that's what fan bases do. Fan bases that care, that's what they do. They overreact. They're irrational. The Eagles just started a six-game winning streak on Sunday. 
That's, mm-hmm. that's what irrational people think. This is what fan bases do. You're a professional athlete. There's going to be criticism. I don't understand. Greg, uh, so much going on right now. We've got a little MLB hot stove action to talk about. We've got the, the aforementioned 76ers debacle to talk about. We've got the, the NBA. We've got Week 11 in the National Football League. And I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me for all of those lines, some fun features, and stuff like that. Uh, regarding what you were saying right there, I think you mentioned the Eagles and their... I on did. the way to their, their six-game winning streak. We're on Jason New Orleans, Kelsey, baby. Jason Kelsey put it perfectly. You know, if and even talking about Ben Simmons, if you don't want to be booed, if you don't want to be criticized, play better and the city will love you. That's it. That's all the city has ever asked for. That's all. They, they, they fell in love with the 93 Phillies who were bums. Absolutely. Oh yeah, those are objectively terrible people. A, a ragtag group of I'm not even talking personal like Oh no, personally they were, they're objectively terrible people. Sure, but rag a ragtag group of absolute bums picked to go let, be last in their division. And they went to the goddamn World Series and now they're revered as a team for their athletic ventures. Yeah. I'll say that. But my point is is that if you win, this city remembers you forever. There are guys from those 70s Flyers teams. The Flyers organization is, is you know, say what you want about this year or whatever and the, the long-tiered success of being a playoff team. But they haven't won a cup in like 50 years. So, yeah. but the teams that won and even the teams that got there, those teams are revered in this city. If you get there, Allen Iverson never won a championship. Revered revered oh, in beyond this revered i mean honestly like rocky won titles fictional character pointed out in one of the funniest comedic rants of all time by bill burr attacking hecklers in philadelphia that this city idolizes a fictional character mm-hmm. that i like because of his attitude his work ethic the way that he he was able to overcome obstacles like there's literally a statue of exactly this fictional character it we have a backup, a career backup quarterback has a statue in front of our stadium, or at least it was in front of our stadium. They moved it. Uh, two backup quarterbacks. One is the head coach. One is the current backup quarterback discussing a play, one of the most iconic plays in Super Bowl history. Mm-hmm. Like, like that became a statue because yeah. they won. Just win. It's Al Davis. It's and just, it's not. It's not even just win. Just try. Just right. Do you're, everything you're right. in your power. You're right. You don't even have to win. You just have to show and be the person on the court that's doing everything in your power to try and win and compete and, and do, do anything successful for this city. Like, that's it. That's yep. all I want. That's all we want as a collective fan base. I think I speak for everyone, if for you sure. want to be honest, that, that we just want you to try so we can have something to cheer about. And we bragged or we, we defended uh, 95% of this fan base outside of like the 17 people that would call miserable local radio people. They defended Ben Simmons. They did. They always did. They, they fell in love with the, with the, you know, the, the Instagram highlights from summer, the no shirt, you know, scrimmages where he's dominating and shooting, pull up three pointers. Like, we 
we we get behind that and we champion it. We talk about his defensive prowess. Like like these are the people that defended you. And sure, emotions raw. You lose in the third round or second round of the playoffs for like the three out of the last four years. Mm-hmm. Like like things are gonna get said. We can't take that personally forever. It just can't. You just can't. And and I know that the future is Ben Simmons not being a sixer. I fully understand that. That's where this is at. It's just right. amazing that that is what led to all of this. That was the culmination of all of this. It's a disaster, Bizarre. man. It's a disaster. There's no no two ways about it. The situation is irreparably damaged, and uh, that's the thing. Like, just get onto the court so we can get you onto a different court. Yeah. That's all there is to it. There, there is. That's the one way out of this. Come, play, and we will find somewhere to deal you. That's it. That's all. It won't take long either, by the way. No. Oh, I, I talked to my sports psychologist and I'm I'm healed. I'm back. Then he, you know, just misses a triple double a couple of times in a row, and then there's a bunch of suitors. It just it and it annoys me the the invoking of with like saying it without saying it in terms of the me- the, the mental a- uh, health aspect spin on this it's just 100 percent saying it what well, do you mean saying they're, it without they're, they're saying like, it they're like being coy about how they're saying it. it's just not really <sighs> the, the, rich paul literally said that the fines for ben simmons weren't helping his mental state sure okay that the latest comments but prior to that it was it was they weren't necessarily addressing it that directly you know what i mean i don't know it, to be honest, it's like if I'm the Sixers, I would never deal with Clutch again. I don't care who the player. Well, Ty- Tyrese Maxey is a Rich Paul kid. Guy, well, so. yeah, and and that I'm sure will end in complete disarray, just like most of this. I don't know, Maxey. Maxey has that Philadelphia attitude. Maxey isn't afraid, and he's a worker. Well, that I agree with. That I certainly agree with. I think that he's been he's shown enough in the first. 14 games of this season that he's most certainly a, a guy who is willing to at least try, you know, and he's been, I, I think we've, I think we've well surpassed try yeah. when it comes to him. Like there's a, there's a level of confidence. And I think I said it the other night, we were watching the end of one of the games. I think they unfortunately lost, but my wife was yeah. asking me about, about, uh, you know, like she doesn't know everybody on the Sixers, but she asked me because they were showing his stats and she's like, who is that guy? And I was like, well, he's Dewey drafted last year. And I was not that fond of the draft pick. And mm-hmm. I was wrong. Like hand up, hand up. I was yeah. wrong. Like, I didn't think it was going to be a good fit. I didn't, I didn't think I didn't necessarily like his game coming out of Kentucky and he's proven me wrong. I, what, what can I say? That's it. Yeah. 14 games in uh, 17.6 points per game. 3.6 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 1.4 turnovers, and most importantly, shooting 41% from three on 3.3 attempts a game. I don't know how sustainable that is, but when you've got a guy with that attitude and that work ethic, that's a guy I bet on. Yeah, I think you have to. I think you absolutely have to. And it's it's very evident that he, he's going to be a guy that's going to put in the work when we have to or when he has to in the offseason to try and actually get better not just put stuff on instagram that's and there's just like this is a likable team aside from aside from 25 like it's it's very easy to 
to like be very fond of like the interactions between Maxi and Isaiah Joe and Quirkmoss and Thibel and all like this team seems like they like each other. And they it's it's kind of like they went through war together and now they're bonded because of it. Well, they they've had to deal with like one of the craziest situations that you can think of in terms of the NBA and a player contract dispute. Yeah. Like it and and, and it it's almost like it's almost like the situation is he's basically like asking them to take blame for yeah. for the disappointment last year. And it's like, okay, man, well, like Embiid came out and said it. Like Doc Rivers has come out and said it. People have come out and said it. So like, let's go. Let's move on and do yeah. something different. Like what is you you can't keep moving goalposts every time someone fulfills one of these potential demands. Like I don't I don't understand it. I, I just don't and like I know I know we can't just cover Philadelphia sports for the entire thing, but it's just mind boggling. It, it is, but one day it will be over. And uh, you're right. We can't just talk about the Ben Simmons situation ad nauseum. Uh, we've got. But we could. But rest assured, Chris, we could. Oh, you and I trust. Me. Yeah, <laughs> if we, with a thousand percent, we could do the next hour and a half on Ben Simmons. But that's that's not going to be the most appealing thing <laughs> for everyone else to listen to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Major League Baseball. The hot stove is uh, is is open, and uh, free agency is here. Most importantly, and most concerningly, I suppose, how do you feel about uh, Mr. Kapler getting, what, 29 of 30, being on 29 of 30 ballots, including 28 first place votes for manager of the year? I mean, what can I say? The guy did a great job. Like, I mean, and is it, his it, friend or, Kona all over again? It very well could be, but that that sometimes happens with first time coaches. It just yeah. does. Like, if you look across the board in sports, this can happen all the time. Baseball is one of those ones that's the weirdest because, and probably the most common time that it happens. But you know, messages hit groups of guys differently. Baseball is also weird because it's so analytical now. Everything on there is, you know, most teams or a lot of teams do a lot of stuff based off of simple math. That's mm-hmm. what they base all of their moves on. Oh, analytics, and Greg? It's and it's a dumb thing. It's a dumb <laughs> thing that's ruined a great game. Yeah, uh, I really, I really, I really enjoy a game uh, where there's 56 outs and 47 of them are strikeouts. How entertaining! Let me let me throw a party. Um, it, it, the shift is is whatever too. But like, here's the thing: Ed Kapler did a great job. He did a great job with a team. Wasn't the most talented team. Yeah. What I mean, Hall of Fame catcher at the back end of his career, like the back back end of his career, mm-hmm. an okay pitching staff, you know, who probably overperformed, and you know, like he he was able to to put that team together and beat out the vaunted Dodgers, who have an array a cast of all stars all over the place for a division title. He was able to get over a hundred wins. He was able to take the San Francisco Giants back to the playoffs. So. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know whether it's more on the front office for being able to, to give him the tools to do it, or if it's Kapler himself in the dugout pulling the strings. But he did a fantastic job this year. So I don't, I, I don't know how anybody could get mad at him winning. If you're a Philadelphia fan, you just kind of go, well, then what went wrong here? 
and we missed the boat somewhere and we soured on him because they underperformed. But could it be a situation where, much like, much like other front offices in, in this town and many other towns where the coach isn't necessarily the issue, it's a front office failing a coach. And mm-hmm. it could have been a situation here. So could it be Francona? Absolutely. I give all credit for uh, Kapler's success to the acquisition of Darren Ruff. Without Darren Ruff, none of this would have been possible. <laughs> that is, that was, I think, one of uh, one of the most frustrating, I think, parts of the uh, one of the most frustrating parts of watching the postseason and then the stretch run with the Giants. Babe Ruff, is the fact baby, that, is the fact that Ruff, who was playing in, in literally the KBO like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, was hitting monster home runs in the playoffs, and it's like, well, where was? That's all. It's just why baseball is one of the the craziest sports to win a title in or stay consistently good. It doesn't make any sense. Guys lose it or gain it back, or guys find it and they keep it forever. Like it, it just happens. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. Like, you talk about a guy like Alec Baum. Alec Baum was or Alec Baum, however you pronounce it fantastic early on and then it ends the year in triple a i'm talking about early mm. on in his career not necessarily yeah, this yeah. year but like those those are the types of things that in baseball are sort of unexplainable it's clayton kershaw being a dominant regular season pitcher and then when october comes around he can't be relied to start in a playoff game because you yeah. don't know the kershaw you're going to get or madison bumgarner being an out an unbelievable postseason pitcher when he's a you know a solid starter during the regular season, like a very like top tier probably, but becomes dominant and unhittable when October comes around. It's, it's just, it's why baseball is so fun and so interesting because no matter what on a daily basis, you're going to get something different um, day in and day out. So it stinks. It stinks that more people don't find that part of baseball as interesting as I think I do or, or hardcore baseball fans do, mm. but I just, I, I just, I can't imagine, I can't, I can't imagine that we're going to be in another situation, another Francona situation, and we're going to watch Gabe Kapler eventually win a World Series before we do. Well, let me tell you what, I was looking at the World Series futures at Bavada earlier because there was a really interesting free agent move today. Uh, this team currently sitting there at plus 4,000 for next season, I... I think it's an interesting gamble and that's the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim today. They, uh, they agree to a contract pending a physical with Thor and Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. All of a sudden, if this, everything clicks for this team, like they have Syndergaard and I know injuries are a giant concern there. They have Syndergaard, they have Otani, they have Mike Trout, they have Rendon. There is a lot of talent on that team. There certainly is. Yeah, there there certainly is. It's, it, I just, to me, I don't know, like, that, that signing is so, so contingent on him staying healthy. And it's something yeah. he's really struggled with. And, you know, as uh, coming from an NL East team, like, you, you see him and he, and like, you just pay attention to the news about that, those specific teams a lot more. And, it it like it just felt like he was constantly injured and one of those pieces from that that you know 
sort of baby aces or whatever they called it uh, with the Mets when their pitching staff was insanely young and insanely good. Mm. Uh, the Matt Harvey's of the world. Like he, he just hasn't Zach Wheeler's. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> um, uh, Jacob deGrom, like those, that the Grom like, guy's pretty good. Yeah. He's not bad, but he's, he's one of those guys that injuries have sort of taken, taken that away from, from him. If, he's able to go out there and produce that makes that team instantly better. Pitching is one of their biggest downfalls every mm-hmm. single year. They, they can't seem to get that right. I just worry, you know, is this a max uh, Scherzer type move or is this a CJ Wilson type move? Like that's, that's a signing in the past that, you know, CJ Wilson was so good at Texas and he went to Los Angeles and never really recaptured the same magic he had with the Rangers. So, yeah. like, I, you you hope. And Wilson wasn't even really injury, at least not early on. It wasn't really injury-based. It just performance dipped, and that's just the way it happens in baseball. Like, it's Garrett Cole being on the Yankees and not being anywhere near as dominant as he was in either Pittsburgh or Houston. Like, you hope for the best, and... and see what happens if you're an angels fan you're excited because it's like at least we're doing something you know oh, for sure all you, all you hear absolutely about, get excited about this yeah all you hear about is trout 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 oh tani 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 those 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 are the two and like nothing else ever seems to work around that team and it's been a long time since the angels really mattered in the big picture of major league baseball outside of our having arguably one of the best players of all time, who's never won anything. And, you know, Shohei Otani, who's like the next big thing. Like outside of that, the angels have not been a real for like, like you had those, those runs maybe a little bit, but like not really. And all I can think of is the, the old, like weird uniforms that like kind of look like the diamondbacks and Jim Edmonds in center field. So like Steve Finley, yeah, Steve Finley. And like, that's, that's really all I think about when I think about the angels, I think about the Pujols signing that never really, I mean, it, it, it he definitely produced there, but it, I don't know if he ever lived up to that big number that he got after leaving St. Louis. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So I'm hesitant to get super excited. Plus four thousand on Bovada is enticing, don't no doubt about it. But um, I I, I want to see what else they can potentially try to put together. I know I saw another report of like uh, Verlander was potentially in in the mix, but then they said he's most likely not going to go there. It's going to be mm-hmm. somewhere else, either an East Coast team or Detroit. But I don't even know what he has left at this point like i you know well i don't know if it's going to be detroit they actually made a big move uh on their own today they gave eduardo rodriguez a five-year 77 million dollar deal he joins casey mize matt manning Tariq scoobal in that uh in that rotation that's that's not bad assuming you're getting 2019 rodriguez versus the you know i think 4.7 era of the 2021 rodriguez yeah yeah it's, it's i mean it would have happened to the Tigers. They were a team that contended for a brief moment. Yeah. And they've just kind of disappeared. While Miguel Cabrera just keeps belting home runs. It's just playing playing April games in the snow in Detroit, hitting taters. He slid into second base on a home run. One of my favorite. It happened, I think it happened this year or maybe two hmm. years ago. It's one of my favorite clips of all time. Had to be this year because it would they wouldn't have played in April of 
2020. But yeah. uh, he hit a home run. It was snowing so hard. He didn't know it went out of the field, and he slid into second base. Hilarious. Just having fun, man. Just having hey, fun. Not enough what, of it in baseball. But that's what sports should be. That's what baseball should be, especially. It feels so, like, fuddy-duddy and, like, unwritten rules, which are fine, and I'm fine with some unwritten rules. But for the most part, baseball needs to have some sort of energy and some sort of fun around it to to matter right now. In the the way that people consume entertainment, sports, whatever it is, like it, yeah, man, you, you can't you can't have four and a half hour games. Like I get right. that. Yeah, a baseball a nine inning baseball game can't be longer than an NFL game. Like that's insane to me to think about. But like it's just it, I I can't I, I I can't have you not be able to like have some sort of entertainment factor and be able to put it out there and have people get excited about it. Mm-hmm. Like unless they yeah. follow the MLB account. Right. And it's funny too, because of all four of the major sports, all three of the major sports and How dare soccer you? and hockey and soccer, uh, baseball is a game that I really think it's like, it's the most kids game of all of them and it's the least fun of all of the games well it's just because it's so it's so different right like if you think about it like in basketball hockey baseball even soccer like an offense versus defense like there, there's the ability for such a sudden quick change of momentum like at any point in time let's talk i mean talk rams 49ers from last night that yeah. sudden quick change of momentum where you pick Stafford once, you have a 17-play drive, you score a touchdown, and like three plays later, you, you, a tip pass leads to a pick six, and now it's 14 nothing, and your defense is generating emotion and offense. Like, like that happens. Basketball, a steal, a 10-point run that comes out of nowhere with lockdown defense. Like, those, those are the types of things that can happen so quickly. Even hockey and soccer, you know, you know what I mean. Like mm. th- that ability to change it. Baseball doesn't have that. There's no, like I'm not getting a run because I made a diving catch in left field. Like there is no, you know, three strikeouts doesn't get me a chance at an extra point where I can, you know, try to throw a ball into a trash can in center field from second base. Um, I think we've got a lot of great ideas for how to change this. <laughs> but, but that, but that is kind of what it is though. Right? Like it's, it's, it's boring because of that, but it's also boring because of the way the game has sort of changed. It's yeah. become, we, and we talk about it and we joke about analytics and, and that type, that type of thing. But like, it's, it's so regimented and so weirdly math and, and statistic based that like, it, it's just, it's just not as fun. It's not as fun of a game to watch. Like yeah. the shift, the shift kills so much of the fun because they t- it takes away hundreds of hits every single year, like hundreds and hundreds of hits from people just because, you know, percentage wise, this is where this guy's going to hit the ball because of well, how many hit the ball bats. somewhere else. Jesus right. Christ. I, I, un- I understand that, that I understand the concept Come on, Ryan of Howard. That. No, well, I understand the concept of that and wanting to be able to, um, wanting to be able like, Hey, the hitters should be better. Right. And they should be. They should be able to do that. But there's also a part of it where it's like, well, like, what if, what if we, what if we played, you know, what if we played with two goalies and only four offensive play or four players on the ice in hockey? Like that's the kind of thing where it becomes a lot. It, like it's a, it's a strategical change in the game 
then I don't know if it would be for the better. Two goalies would be hilarious, just banging into each other, um, and and for sure getting hurt by banging into each other. But like, I just, I I don't know how that would work. You still only have nine players in the field, though. I mean, it's just a matter of where they're aligned. And I don't, you know, I I, I understand. Look, the the shift is annoying, but I don't understand how professional hitters aren't good enough to compensate for it. Well, and it's also, I mean, I agree with you, but it's also become a game of just home runs and strikeouts. Like that's, oh, for sure. And that, to that's, outcome baseball. It stinks. That's the, that's the kind of boring, like, cool, home runs are sick. Dude. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big <laughs> fan of home runs. I, I enjoy home runs. I, I, as, you know, it may have been reported elsewhere that I don't like bat flips. That was false. I, I thoroughly enjoy bat flips. I, I'm a big fan. But... What I what I don't appreciate is when the only way I think a team's going to score ever is if they hit a three run home run. Like there is no small ball baseball. Like there's no. Like it just it when it yeah. does happen, they make a big deal about it. Like Randy Arozarena stole home in a playoff game, and you would have you would have thought the internet shut down. Like and I know that's an electrifying play, but it it like like those are the kind of things that that baseball misses out on on a regular basis. And could it be because the season's just too damn long and there's too many games? Could be. It also could do it. But I don't see that shortening anytime soon. No. Well, I already have the title for this week's episode, but everyone listening, please know that the parenthetical title for episode 149 of You're Wrong and Here's Why is Home Runs Are Sick, Dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they are. What are we talking about? Chicks love the long ball. What are you going to do? Chicks... In fact, dig the long ball. That is precisely how it works. I knew I misquoted it the second I said it, and I was just hoping it didn't come back up, but called me on it immediately, and you know My what? Apologies. That's, that's fair. No, look, we should all be held accountable in this world. <laughs> Let's move I mean, on to... We, yeah. I was just going to say, it's quintessential 90s commercials. You don't see commercials like that anymore. Man, that's embarrassing for me. A little, Gary, a little Greg Maddox. I'm you almost Gary Maddox. said Gary Maddox. <laughs> Yeah, little little Greg Maddox, little Tom Glavin. Listen, we're doing? recording late. That's just that's just how that's just how life goes. I haven't been sleeping well either. I don't know. You don't know my you don't know my struggles because you you get all kinds of sleep. Ah, but, yes, uh, I I live in been, a world of sleep. I've been struggling to get a full eight lately, and uh, you know, I'm dragging. Uh, that's really dragging. All right, let's get to week 11 in the National Football League. Starting Thursday night, the uh, New England Patriots head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And Bavada has the Falcons plus seven at home. It's a tough game. It's a tough game to try to think about because everyone's anointing the Patriots is back, right? They're, mm-hmm. They are now firmly in the AFC playoff conversation. Some people even think that this is a situation where they could contend with the Bills for the AFC East title because they still have to play the Bills twice. Yeah. And were they impressive against Cleveland? Sure. They 100% were. But that is a Cleveland team that is so unpredictable week to week, it's nearly impossible to put anything on that game also down their top two running backs yeah, uh right mayfield, tackle yeah mayfield clearly hurt like offensively they just aren't generating anywhere near you know near what they they had the potential to week one going into the season uh but mac jones looked great i mean that i can't argue 
Um, and the well, Falcons, it's funny though. It's funny though because if if it was me, Joe Woods wouldn't be joining the team on the on the plane ride home. He would be he'd be looking for his own way home, and he would he would arrive back to the stadium to find that his office has been cleared out. I think he was. <laughs> He was a terrible fit when he was hired. I think he benefited from being part of the generationally good defense in uh, in San Francisco, a defense that just so happened to have one of the better defensive lines creating pressure and making his defensive backs look better. Uh, look, there's there's two Mac Jones. There's the Mac Jones who faces a soft zone, and there's a Mac Jones who faces you know a, a press man with pressure. He struggles against that press man. He struggles against pressure. He will absolutely all day carve up a soft zone. Joe Woods played a soft zone the entire game. Yeah, not not great. Not great uh, in terms of scheme or anything like that. When you give a quarterback who can be accurate with passes, when you give him that type of look, it's, it's how you're going to get burned. And he did. He absolutely got burned. Uh, several times over by Mac Jones. So, where we uh, where we at on this one? Well, I don't know because the Falcons are so the Falcons are so screwy. They yeah. they put up a huge fight in New Orleans against New Orleans and and got out of a, a dig out a gutsy win, and then they lay a complete egg in Dallas. And like I don't know if that's just situational, like emotional win coming against going up against the Cowboys who just had one of their worst losses of the season. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I like Atlanta to cover, but I think the Patriots win, man. Uh, all right. We, I'm not going to be, I can't get on board with that. I think Patriots cover, but, but it's in Atlanta. It being in Atlanta and on the road is the issue to me I on the road. I, Thursday I, night is tough. Uh, well, let's go. The over under is 47 and a half. Where, where are you on that? Uh, I think it's an over game it, only because Atlanta Cowboys, the over was like 55 and the Cowboys scored 43 points and the game didn't go over. They did. Uh, I yes. Think, I think Atlanta owes me on that. All right. I can live with the over there. The over will be our first bet of the week. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Chicago to take on the Chicago bears and Bavada has the bears plus six at home. Hmm. Bears coming off a bye. Uh, like, did they? I mean, I know it's another week for Montgomery to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens just looked miserable. They were, they were so bad. They were absolutely so bad in that Thursday night game. They were. I, can 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 they force Lamar into situations that that? that he has to be, it has to be obvious passing and then contain him and force him into throws uh, into double coverage and things like that, which is kind of what Miami was able to do again, though, that was short week, I believe on the road. So who knows the bears, the bears, however, are just too unpredictable. Their, their offense looks fine one week. And then the next week, it looks like they have no idea what to do in, in situations with Justin Fields. So I almost have to take the Ravens on the road here. All right. I can live with that. The Detroit Lions head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns, and Bavada has the Browns minus 10 at home. I, I mean, the Lions-Steelers game was one of the worst games I think I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, that, I, I probably caught the last 20 minutes of that live, yeah. The, the Lions were, the Lions were as, as 
like fired up to be in that game as possible. Mason Rudolph, I, maybe maybe we should have switched to Dwayne Haskins at some point. Yeah. Like just to see, just to see what we have potentially in Haskins. Like, because that was, well, I mean, skipping passes, and I know there was rain, but like we're skipping passes to wide open guys in end zones. We just mm-hmm. don't look like we know what we're doing at all out there. For the oh, Steelers. don't you say anything bad about Maga Mason? Who? Oh God, uh, I don't even. I don't even care about like. Don't again. you dare! I don't get. I don't get involved in any of that. Don't stuff, so. you? Hey, I'm not saying I, it's good or bad. I'm just I, saying. I just don't think, you dare say anything about our Mason. I mean, he clearly stinks. Like, what yes, are we he talking does. about here? He's not. He's not a good quarterback. And yes. the Steelers are in are in some serious trouble. Next year, if this is Ben's final year, unless they can find something to replace him with, because that that display against an 0-8 team was was horrendous. Absolutely, utterly horrendous. You can't yeah. tie the Lions and, and the Lions. The Lions show heart. They show heart every week, except for the week they played the Eagles and they yeah. try to be in these games. I just to, to me, it's just very hard to ever pick them. It's very yeah. hard to ever pick them in any game. And if the Browns get Chubb back, they're a different team. Even with Keenum, if Keenum's going to be back. the guy. And they yeah. might have Hunt back as well. I, I think this is a Browns game all day. All day. Yeah, I would be very surprised if the Browns didn't cover this. Especially, it looks like Goff might be out. And can we address the fact that uh, Detroit's kicker looks like a 48-year-old construction worker? It it's it's hilarious. It's that kick in overtime was unreal. Did anyone think it was going in? I mean, no. And Heinz Field is known for being a tough place to kick in, but it didn't. It 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 off no. the foot looked terrible. Like not yeah. even close. Yeah, I feel like who who was it? I forget which which college it was. Was it Mississippi? Who had the open kicking competition for their campus the, uh, a couple of know. weeks ago? That's what I feel like happened in Detroit. Like, this guy won a contest. <laughs> he is a guy I've never heard of before this year, so that, that could very well possibly be it. Did they go, did, were they in search of the garbage-picking, fuel-kicking uh, Detroit phenomenon? Uh, unfortunately, Tony Danza wasn't available. Mm. The, if only. If only. The Green Bay Packers head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings, and Bavada has the Vikings plus two and a half at home. I think arguably the most impressive win of the weekend. Like, if, yeah. if we want to break everything down, and I know whatever, Russ is just cutting back from injury, et cetera, et cetera, but the, the Packers came out, shut that game down, and didn't necessarily light up the scoreboard, but were able to do enough in that game to, to, to really kind of show that they mean business this year. Rodgers returns, you know, they, they, are, they are the team that is going to most certainly make and then probably lose the NFC championship game um, hmm. in the NFC. And it's, I, I think that game really, and Seattle's not good. Like, they're just not good. They're not the same teams they have been. They should be. They have the same offensive weapons as they've had, if not better. But to me, I just I can't get I can't necessarily get behind get behind them. So to me, I think I think the Packers, the Packers really showed a lot this past weekend. And I think they're going to continue to. I think, you know, the Vikings Vikings played well against San Diego. But I think I think the world's kind of come around on San Diego might just not be good. And they kind of had 
a really great start to the year and and yeah they they've kind of been figured out a little bit um but i expect this game to be probably one of the shootouts of the week i know the vikings i say this almost every week because i think about the vikings like talent on offense and how they should score all the time uh but this is this is certainly this is certainly a case where i think we see a lot of points in this game well do you like the packers minus two and a half or the the over 49 more for our our packers vikings wager I think we go over 49. I All think right, that's sl- slightly better value. Bavada has the over 49 at minus 110 versus the minus 115 for the uh, the two and a half. So, all right. After four games, our $100 wins us $1,228. So uh, we're, we're, we're getting there, Gregory. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. Especially after that, what I think we won sixty eight thousand dollars last week. Oh yeah, we killed it <laughs> for for uh, any IRS agents who are listening. We that was we did not win that money. <laughs> you listen to last week's episode where many picks were wrong. We were just a little bit off, just a bit. But that's okay because confidence is what carries us through, and uh, this week will be our week. The Houston Texans traveled to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. And Bavada has the Titans minus ten and a half at home. The, the Titans, this this is such a weird spot for them because they've just come off just an absolute like treacherous run of football games against a ton of good teams. I think they yeah. played like like uh, five top tier teams in a row, and now you want to you have to get up for the Texans at home, and like I know. I know that it's divisional game and I know the Texans are very bad. Like I get that, but the Titans also lost to the Jets. Hmm. Now, granted they had no receivers in that game. So I'll give you that. Uh, but this feels like a weird letdown spot. Not necessarily if the Texans are going to win, but there is a chance that they keep this one at least a little bit close. Tyrod, uh, Tyrod Taylor back uh, for go. a second game. Yeah, I had to correct myself. Um, back for a second game, you know, shaking the, the rust off a little bit in the first one. I think they can keep it a little bit close. I don't think they win, but I don't know. The Titans defense has been fantastic as well. They embarrassed the Rams two weeks ago. And, mm-hmm. and you know, last week, last week for the Titans, they offensively, they weren't exactly lighting up the scoreboard, but they, they kept the Saints in, in relative check, even though they tried their damnedest to blow it at the end. Yeah, I all right. I can live with. Uh, so we're going. We're going Titans, carrying the ten and a half. Yeah, I think. So. I think. I think so. All right. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts travel to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills, and Bavada has the Bills minus seven and a half. Ooh, I mean, so. it's like the Bills go from looking absolutely miserable against the Jaguars to then smashing the Jets. And now yep. you play a Colts team that's almost as unpredictable. The Colts were like begging to give that game away against Jacksonville, just mm-hmm. begging to give it away. And Trevor Lawrence couldn't take advantage of it and eventually yeah, fumbled it away. He was real bad. Yeah. So like, like, I don't know what to think about the Colts because I don't know if they're good, but I don't think they're bad. I think they're just a very middle of the road team that on any given week can beat most teams in the NFL. Um, whereas the bills, the bills 
are dominant when they should be, except for that one outlier game against the Jaguars. You almost wonder if that's the the blip on the radar that you just kind of, hey, we can kind of ignore that game and not really worry about it. Josh Allen seems to be the MVP front runner from him and Kyler, I think have to be one, two, but Kyler's missed a couple games. So that takes away from his candidacy a little bit. I think legally no one's allowed to win MVP if you lose to the Jets. It is true. (laughs) You're yawning. I'm yawning. It's late. It is late. Um, it, It is. It's a situation where like, what was the spread again? It's gotta be seven and a half. I think that's too much. I think the Colts play in nothing but close games. I think I think Wentz can keep them close in this game. I don't think this is I think this is like a weird like twenty four to seventeen. No, sorry, twenty four to twenty one. That would still work. That would still yeah, work. I know, but it like just it's a weird game that comes down to like the last drive and it's in Wentz's hands and he does something ridiculous where the Bills end up with get end up getting the ball back and being able to go into victory formation. Okay, so Bills win but don't cover. Yeah, I think it's the Colts is the pick. All right, so we're taking the Colts plus seven and a half. Man, I, I was thinking that Colts money line at plus two seventy is interesting, but you're yeah, you're the safer play is this one. The Miami Dolphins head to New York to take on the New York football jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus three at home. Ugh. I mean, who in the right mind would ever watch this game? Right. Like, who who would ever consider watching this game? This is stink on stink. Uh, right. Hey, Dolphins, like, they're winners. Yeah, but like that's again, it's Thursday night football. It's hard to put any stock in that if we're being no. perfectly honest. So, you have the Dolphins, you have, have the Jets. Is Zach Wilson playing? I don't think they necessarily know just yet. But it's not like Mike White was some sort of, yeah, he kind of came back to earth uh, a little bit in that Bills game. So it's, you know, it's impossible to predict. I think, I think this you almost just have to go with the, the home team in this situation and and take the Jets, even though I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything specifically about Wilson yet. The top story is Zach Wilson loses it over stunning girlfriend Abby Gillies Instagram post. So thank you for the New York Post for the hard hitting coverage of football. Uh, but yeah, um, not sure, not sure if he's playing. Mike White's fine. Yeah, I mean he is, but he just he was he the the three or four interceptions is is a bad look in a game for sure. Regardless, Zach Wilson's also done that this year. Maybe you didn't. Maybe maybe they're not the guys. Uh, I like Wilson. Where so we're going Dolphins minus three. No, I like the Jets. I like the Jets plus three. Do you? Which is terrifying. It's at home. That's the only reason I'm leaning that way. I don't feel strongly enough to disagree with you, but I probably I probably would have gone the other way. Fine. Let listen. This no, is a team no, effort. No, no. This no, is a team no, effort. No. I don't host a gambling show. You do. I, I, I side with you. Listen, if we're talking about how I've picked in the NFL recently on said gambling show, I'd go with the Dolphins. <laughs> also, the Jets is even money versus minus 120 for the Dolphins. So, Cash the ticket. Live, we can live That's with fine. that. The Nolan Saints traveled to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bavada has the Eagles minus one and a half at home. I mean, imagine 
running the ball effectively, allowing your quarterback to to create somewhat offensively, throwing to the guy that you drafted number 10 overall or 11 overall just just mere weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Imagine being effective against Teddy Bridgewater defensively somewhat and just kicking off a six-game win streak. I don't trust the Saints. I don't. I don't trust Trevor Simeon. I don't know how you could. No. I, I like this. This is this is prime time. This is you already beat the Saints once last year in his first start. Let's beat him again. Here we go. Start the start the buses. We're we're, we're we got that seventh seed in our sights, Chris. This is what's well, happening. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because the Eagles had to have had this newfound desire to run the football. You get Booby Miles back this week, so will they actually keep running the football with their starting running back back? I sure hope so, and first home win of the season. First home win of the season on deck, longest it's been into a season from a calendar year perspective in in several decades, potentially six or seven of them. They haven't had a win at home. This is the day. This is the day. We get the W. The Saints are not good. Um, I, 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 it'll be a fun Sunday in South Philly. The San Francisco 49ers travel to Jacksonville, Florida to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Bavada has the Jaguars plus six and a half at home. I don't think there's a more polarizing team than the 49ers. If you no, just sir. look at their last two games, really their last four games, yeah. like they, they, beat the, they lose to the Colts, like just get flat out destroyed. Then they beat the Bears relatively handily. Then they get absolutely embarrassed by the Cardinals with a backup quarterback and no DeAndre Hopkins, and then proceed, and they lost Chase Edmonds like two plays into that game. Yeah, well, James Connors had like three touchdowns, so. Sure, but then they proceed to absolutely embarrass the Rams, like just flat out embarrass the Rams on on Monday Night Football. Like, is it George Kittle? Is he the biggest difference in that team that he makes such a difference that they play like phenomenal when that guy is around like is that is that just how this works because i mean they look like a different team last night garoppolo looked amazing and like in being the guy that he needed to be to make that team win the running game was kicking like you know it's the defense was fine it does worry me that they're gonna have to go east to west coast one o'clock game or Mm. west to east coast one o'clock game against jacksonville that is a little bit nerve-wracking because Jacksonville, as bad as they are, does stay in some games. It just happens. But to me, I, I think that this has to be the 49ers. It just has to be. I'm with you on that, 100%. The Washington football team heads to Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has Cam Newton and those Carolina Panthers minus three and a half at home. We talked about it all year. The football team's defense has been terrible. And now all of a sudden, last week, they shut down Brady. And, and, and like, Chase Young down. is out for the season. Yeah. So like figure it's, out how that works. It, none of it makes sense. And the Panthers, Cam Newton's back. He announced it. Like, that was cool. McCaffrey can't get through a game without visiting the medical tent at least once, which is a yeah. problem. Like, it's a serious problem. And I just don't understand. I don't understand what what to do if you're the Panthers? Like, how do you, how do you continue to move forward with any of this and, and, and like rely on McCaffrey He cannot mm. stay healthy. I don't get it. 
Um, but it looks like Cam's going to be the starter. I, For sure. I, I ride with the Panthers. This is a Cam versus Ron Rivera revenge game, and and that's that's what that's what you do. You go you go Panthers at home. Last week was just such a fluky win for the Panther or for the the football team. I think the Panthers have to be it. All right, ten games in our parlay right now. Hundred bucks wins sixty five thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Well on our way. Not bad at all. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, and Bavada has the Raiders plus one at home. I don't know what to make of the Bengals, and I also don't know what to make or of the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. But this, yeah, exactly. But this is this is a game that has like playoff implications. Right. When you talk about that seventh seed, it's 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 playoff implications somehow because they I think they have the same record or relatively close to the same record. It's it's like it's an impossible matchup. Did did they fix what went wrong against Cleveland, which was turnovers and not being able to get the ball to Jamar Chase and the defense was just porous against the run game? And then the Raiders let a team that's been absolutely struggling just come into their stadium and just destroy them. Like mm-hmm. they just flat out got embarrassed by the Chiefs on Sunday night football. Uh, I, I kind of like I think there's going to be. I weirdly think that Bengals fans travel a little bit. Um, and Vegas is one of those destination spots. I think, I think, I think the Bengals are a live, uh, definitely a live team in this game. So I think I go with the Bengals. All right. We'll take the Bengals. Uh, yeah, I guess minus one makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals travel to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. We talked about them a little bit earlier. Bavada has the Seahawks plus two and a half. I mean, I guess that's based off the fact that they don't know if Kyler Murray and, and DeAndre Hopkins are going to play. I think I think yeah. the whole reason that they held them out last week is because they knew this division game was coming and it was a game you, you know, with the NFC, you could kind of you're, you're kind of willing to lose in that in that game or in that in that sense. And the Rams luckily lost as well. So the division races and I think. I think that whole division except for San Fran lost. Yeah, the whole division except for San Fran lost. And it's just, like, to me, I, I think that the Cardinals have to be the, the pick here if those guys play. Like, I, I, Russ and those, Russ showed me nothing in terms of his return. And I get it, you're off for a bunch of games and you can mm-hmm. only simulate games so many times in practice and walkthroughs that I just, to me... I think the Cardinals in Seattle, if those guys are playing, they have to be the pick. Have to be. Agreed. The Dallas Cowboys head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, and Bavada has the Chiefs minus two and a half at home. I mean, what Chiefs do we get? Do we get mm-hmm. the Sunday Night Football Chiefs, or do we get the Chiefs of the previous three weeks that looked like they just didn't care about playing football anymore? If we get that Patrick Mahomes on Sunday Night Football... Long day for Dallas. I don't care how good uh, Trayvon Diggs is. It, it's mm-hmm. it, that's a team that can be picked apart when when called upon by Mahomes. And they even dropped passes or barely missed on some things that could have been big impacts. And then the Cowboys, like you go from complete complete garbage against the the Broncos to obliterating a Falcons team that I think. I think was not unexpected, but I don't think anybody thought it would be thirty-eight to three at halftime. No, like that. That I think was was the there was a lot of that last weekend, though. Yeah, there was a ton of blowouts. I don't think there was really a ton of close games at all. Um, 
to me, in Arrowhead, I, I kind of want to lean Chiefs. I think the Chiefs kind of reignited their mojo a little bit with that win against the Raiders. They're in first place, and this is where they're going to go from here. All right, that minus two and a half gets you uh, minus 115. Can I talk you into an over at 56? Oh, absolutely. Let's go with that. Yes, right, we'll, take this the, we'll, we'll take the over at 56 from minus 110. This is points, 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 points. Both defenses are not good. And uh, after 12, we lose our, our ability to hit that parlay. But the 12-team parlay... Uh, which, I will, for argument's sake, we'll stick with, is our 100 bucks wins us $235,732, Gregory. And that's where we're at. That's, let's get rich. Well, 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 I'll take out the lowest one, and we'll see what we can make. The uh, final game of the weekend, the New York football giants had Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Bavada has the Bucks minus 11 at home. I mean... If Antonio Brown and Gronk play, which I don't necessarily know if Brown is going to play, that Bucks team is a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they look so unprepared to go play the football team like they did. That's not a that's not a typical Brady team move. So I'm just I'm very shocked by that outcome, and I think a lot of people were to to lose to the football team like that is is very bad. But eh, but I don't necessarily put it all on Brady. I don't think it was necessarily a Brady problem. Um, the picks aren't great, obviously. That's that. That's neither here nor there. But like, they have to just they one. They have to get healthy, but two, they just have to be better. And like, yeah. to not get off the field as a defense on that last drive by by Washington, like, what? What are we? What are we doing here? Like, you have to be able to stop that offense run by Taylor Heineke and <laughs> give Tom another shot. You just have to. It, it's yeah. not It's not fathomable. And then the Giants, like, I think are they, I think they're coming off a win in their last game, maybe, before the bye. Yeah, they beat the Raiders, but the Raiders mm-hmm. clearly stink. They're going through another yet another set of circumstances that have surrounded that, that team all season. Uh, during the and they won by a team. touchdown. Yeah, like, to me, I don't, I don't think the Giants have any business being in this game. And I think that it's, it's going to be another boring Monday night football blowout where the Bucks, the Bucks sort of clean house. So we're Bucks minus eleven. I think so. All right, I'm gonna clean up our worst. I'll take. Our, I'm gonna take our best twelve, money wise. So doing that, we're gonna drop. We're gonna drop the Cardinals game, and we're gonna drop the 49ers game because we're only getting minus one fifteen there. So now our best twelve at Bavada wins us. $251,385 on a $100 wager. Well, looks like we're going to get rich here, Chris. Richer, Greg. Richer. <laughs> exactly. 1.5% raises all day for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Across the board at, uh, at uh, uh, Underdog. I, I love it. Across the board. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong, and here's why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Forwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.